0: Welcome to the Modern Mamas podcast. We're here to provide a safe space for open dialogue, insights, and anecdotes about empowered pregnancy, labor, delivery, parenthood, and everything in between with zero judgment and open hearts and minds. I'm Jess, a level one CrossFit trainer, a birth fit coach, and a licensed and certified athletic trainer. I have my master's degree in kinesiology, and I am currently studying to be a certified nutrition consultant. I'm the blogger behind Hold the Space Wellness, as well as a mama to two small kiddos. And I'm Laura, a certified CrossFit trainer,
1: certified nutrition consultant, Fit Santa Cruz Regional Director, and mama to Edie Wilder. I'm also the woman behind Radical Roots, where you'll find recipes, fitness insights, travel tips, consulting, and more. Please note that while we're here to provide advice and insights, we aren't medical practitioners and always recommend that you check with a trusted provider before implementing any changes. Thanks for joining us, we are so happy you're here.
0: Hey guys, welcome to episode 23 of the Modern Mamas podcast. I almost said the Girls Gone Wad podcast, that is totally not accurate. We have the ladies from Girls Gone Wad on with us today, and so we're going to keep our check-in kind of brief and um, run through that really quickly so that we can get into the good stuff. Laura, anything new in your world? Hey friends, Um, (laughs)
1: new in my world. This is new. We're recording in the evening. Mm-hmm. We haven't done this before. So I've got a baby on my boob and I'm sitting <laughs> in the dark and I'm hoping she falls asleep so I can transition to a different room. <laughs> uh, but I guess that's what's new is night. It's that new, but times have been really kind of glorious for us lately. Um, knock on wood, being able to put her down and then Rusty and I have a solid hour or two to look at each other's faces and um, talk about adult things. So that's <laughs> been fun. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm back at my work with CrossFit now. 16 weeks went by really quickly, but it, we're getting into a good groove and, um, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about it. So that's the latest with me. It's just, I wish I had like five more hours in a day, but I, <laughs> but I also feel like I'm doing all right. So, um, my husband is home most of the day and we're getting into a rhythm and, um, it's I feel like, I always worry a little bit more about things until they're actually here and then I end up feeling good. So that's where I'm at with with the work situation, um, I love what I do and I like the people I work with, which totally helps. Totally. So yes, that is me. What's new with you?
0: Um, gosh, I, you know, I should come prepared cause this happens every single time. I'm like just listening to your update and then I have nothing to say. Um, I'm trying to think I have been literally my life and updates revolve around t- television and food. Um, and so I don't know if you've been seeing, Laura, that I've been, like, cooking from that emails, like, plan. Yes. And so, yeah, I've been making some, if I do say so myself, some pretty bomb dinners. And so tonight was, like, really amazing because Bear, you, I've told you, Bear's been having trouble with, like, eating dinner. Um, and so tonight he was like, I love everything on my plate. This is Aww. so delicious and blah 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 and it was like this it, crazy. It was like arugula beets, goat cheese, walnuts, uh, oranges, um, sausage. It was like this salad. It was this weird like couscous was in it. I mean like literally it was like everything. Um, and he Those was like, my favorite. Yeah, he was super excited. So that was good. Um, what else is new? I started back working out after a uh, 14 month hiatus. So, all right, yeah, you've been seeing my my video updates post workout, and it is freaking hard. So, the verge of vomiting. Oh, oh my god, god. it's the worst. It's so I was telling you, like, and I, I like have to
1: stifle myself from
0: laughing. I'm not, and I always say I'm
1: not laughing at you. I'm laughing with you.
0: You're laughing at me. You're not it's, laughing. It's okay. Um. Yeah, that's hard. I, I'm proud of you. You're coming thank back. You. I am. I'm gonna get there. But it's like. I remember loving CrossFit, I really do, and I just feel like it's so far away, (laughs) because I still am, like, dreading it every workout, so, and then I started yoga, um, which has been, like, a total humbling experience, because I don't know what I was thinking yoga would be like, I thought it would be, like, stretching, and, like, kumbaya, and, like, you know, basically, like, napping for an hour, and it has definitely, it was definitely hard, and so, I'm kind of addicted to it now, so. That's awesome. It is. It's It's like this is a
1: very fitting intro because of our wonderful guests.
0: I know. Um, Do you want to jump in? Where WAD is in their name. Yeah. Let's jump in and introduce these ladies. So, like we said, we have Joy and Claire from Girls Gone WAD. You guys probably know them. Um, They really don't need an introduction, but we're going to give it a shot, anyways. Um, You probably already know these two incredible women. The first half of the dynamic duo is Joy. Her love for the CrossFit community is what brings her to the world of podcasting. She loves running, CrossFit, yoga, food, fashion, music, podcasts, and listening to audiobooks. We are like, on paper, we're best friends, Joy. Um, She's a (laughs) licensed professional mental health manager for Kaiser Permanente Colorado, and she has an adorable therapy dog, JT. They're professionally trained through Canine Companions for Independence, which I really want to hear more about that, actually, as we get into the meat of this thing but joy has been a fitness instructor for 14 years and completed her crossfit level one um in march 2015 and then got her crossfit level two in january 2017 so far you're a badass sorry we're not explicit but i'm gonna go ahead and say that Um, she's also (laughs) won four emmy awards which we're really gonna have to talk about that too and then one stance in the super bowl halftime show with diana ross she's fabulous and 40 and has a twin brother and grew up in mesa arizona you like joy cheesy chick flicks beyonce backstreet boys and anything from the 80s as well as clean and jerks double unders burpees and hamstand push-ups You're just like blowing me away right now. Um, You're also. She's also married
2: to the coolest. It's so funny to hear. It's yeah. It's so funny to hear you read my bio. I'm like, wow. This is 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 that me for real? This is totally you. (laughs) Who is who is that girl?
0: Only the coolest woman alive. You're also married to apparently the coolest guy alive. He's also the nerdiest, the smartest, the most music, art, and fashion, sports, Nike geek in the world. I love this so much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you believe that life is meant to be fun, happy, and joyful. You go, girl.
2: <laughs> I love yeah, it. Yeah, this is all, all true. All true. <laughs> totally
0: 100% accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. Yeah, absolutely. So good we're, to be here. We're so happy to have you. Laura, why don't you um, introduce... I'm going to get to Claire. Yeah. Claire, are you still
3: 29? Yeah, I okay. have a whole... What's today? I have like six more weeks of being 29. Oh, we're not too far apart. I just turned 30 last weekend.
1: Happy birthday. Thank you. (laughs) So we're kind of like kindred souls here. So Claire is still 29 years old, um, a front-range, geez, here we go, a front-range native (laughs) living in Longmont, Longmont, did I say that? Longmont. (laughs) Front-range, Longmont. (laughs) Sorry, man, I told you guys it's late.
0: Adulting is hard. (laughs) Words are hard. Uh, with um her
1: baby miles husband brandon and border collie mix luna she has her crossfit level one and level two and graduated with her master's in environmental policy claire spends as much of her free time as possible in the mountains i love that so much on the river or in the gym though she never played sports as a kid growing up in the ultra active city of boulder taught her to follow her instincts to explore The instinct led her on many backpacking trips and trail runs as a high schooler, eventually taking her to the Yukon Territory for a month-long canoeing trip in college and then to Moab, Utah, after college to work as a raft guide on the Colorado River. When Claire returned to the city after two summers on the river, she needed a new place to channel her adventurous instincts and it didn't take long for her to find CrossFit. Claire loves CrossFit because it has redefined the way she thinks of an athlete and has also taught her that being healthy is about so much more than how we look. I Amen. couldn't agree more, and I feel like we're <laughs> going to dive into that some more. Uh, she now considers... Um, an athlete to be anyone who strives to use their body to its fullest potential by experimenting with diet, exercise, adventure, and community. Ultimately, her goals are simple. Eat healthy, lift heavy, and live well. It's magic. Clearly, you have a background in writing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I don't think anyone, anyone is, is the wiser that we, we get bios based on from your guys' website, which is, an incredible website if you guys haven't gone to see it go check them out and listen to their podcast but these women are truly incredible and we are so honored to have you guys on Um, and now i think it's time that we got to hear your voices
3: (laughs) yeah it's amazing well thank you we are excited to be here um i feel like my life is a lot less interesting than what that bio just made it like. I beg to differ. You guys
1: living in Denver or the Denver area is pretty awesome. We went to visit a few years back and I, I remember thinking like I could, I could just stay here forever. My husband didn't love surfing so much. Um, we might, yeah. we actually were considering it, but we need an ocean. So it's like the one main
3: thing we don't have is surfing. Yep, Right. It's sad. You have sad. everything else. We pretty much do everything else, yeah. including incredible food. Yes. Especially incredible food.
1: I keep seeing posts about this. Just be kitchen. Is that what it's called? Oh yeah. It's so yes. good.
0: Yes. I cannot wait to go check it out. So are you guys
1: yes. in, like... let
2: us know when you're going to come to town and we'll go with you.
0: Totally. Awesome. I can't wait. <laughs> are you guys in like Denver proper or are y'all in like subdivisions of Denver? Like how does that, what's the
3: like logistics there? Yeah, so Joy does live in Denver proper. She lives maybe, what Joy, like 15 minutes outside of kind of what people would consider to be downtown. Um, Really kind of just the next neighborhood over from downtown. And then I live in a suburb of, really even more so like a suburb of Boulder. Um, Longmont is about 40 to 45 minutes due north of Denver. And so if Boulder is like about 25 minutes 25, 30 minutes northwest of Denver, then Longmont is, like, 20 minutes northeast of Boulder. So if you think about, like, a little triangle. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, like, it's not... Well, maybe it's getting more common, but typically Boulder Longmont is more associated with Boulder than it is with Denver. Um, yeah, and I grew up in Boulder. I actually grew up, like, not even 10 minutes away from where I currently live, so in, like, a suburb of... A different suburb of north Boulder. So, um, yeah, I used to live closer to joy. And then, um, we, when I got pregnant, we moved, um, because we needed more space. So yeah. here we are.
0: I'm super excited. I'm not going to like ruin the rest of the, the podcast by asking too many questions, but I am like super, I know most of you, you've shared your story about like how you've met and like your friendship and stuff, but for our listeners, like, we're definitely going to ask you guys how you kind of found each other. Um, <laughs>
3: Yeah, Yeah. we're happy to ask away, ask anything you want. Um, cool. When you're like, I'm not going to get too friendly. I'm like, is that not the point? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, so Joy and I met, we worked out at the same gym um, years ago. We've had our podcast now for four and a half years. We started at the beginning of the summer of 2013, and at the time, both of us had blogs, and um, what were you blogging about? CrossFit. Okay. I mean, Joy's is a little more of just like a lifestyle blog. Mine was pretty focused on CrossFit. Um when, we when both of us started CrossFit, we both got we both, hit, you know, kind of like fell head over heels. Mm-hmm. Of course. <laughs> As we do. <laughs> yeah, and we, we became those people who like just talk about CrossFit all the time. And so we decided to record ourselves talking about CrossFit all the time. And actually, Joy and I didn't know each other really at all before we started our podcast. We um we always look back and think why did joy even have my phone number <laughs> because she texted me one day out of the blue and it I mean we must have been close enough that it wasn't super weird yeah. to get a text from her but like we can't figure it out because I don't think we ever really like hung out but anyway she texted me and said hey do you listen to podcasts and I was like no I don't <laughs> why and she was like oh I think we should start one and then here we are that's amazing it's a, we, it was that
2: quick too it really it quick. really felt that quick
0: <laughs> that is so phenomenal because we y'all working out at the same gym. Yeah.
2: Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: So y'all but like knew each other.
3: Yeah. We had, we'd met, you know, multiple times. And like I said, like we must have known each other well enough that, sh- that we had each other's phone numbers, but I, can't figure out I I'm laughing because I'm like I wonder if we
2: had our phone numbers Claire because like we were signing up for like a food train or like a meal train for someone at the gym like that's the only reason I can feel like that I had your number I have no idea why but it worked out <laughs> it all worked out for the
0: best
3: here you are like four and a half years later just right rocking and it, life mm-hmm. and we always joke too because like I without the podcast I don't really think that we would in fact I know that we would not probably be that close. Like we don't, our lives are very different. Like Joy Mm -hmm. and her husband are like, um, you know, live kind of downtown. They always go go out to concerts and all that kind of, you know, Mm -hmm. they're kind of very active in that way. And, um, Joy is like much more, um, naturally athletic than I am. I'm a lot more outdoorsy than Joy is. I, you know, have, um, a two-year-old and just our like I said before we started recording, like we don't really hang out that much in real life because our just day-to-day lives do not really intersect. Yeah. And so without the podcast, I don't think we would have um, stayed connected, but Joy always talks about how like it's, we actually, unbeknownst to us, uh, when we started the podcast, turns out we balance each other really well, which is nice. And um, Joy is a little bit more introverted and maybe a little bit more analytical. I tend to kind of more just like go for things. And um (laughs) so we balance each other out. (laughs) That's
0: amazing because that's literally how, I mean, the similarities in you guys' story and Laura and I's story is like just spot on. And I feel like that's kind of what makes a successful joint venture is when you have that balance to it.
3: It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's gone pretty well so far. And we kind of just, every time we record, we're kind of like, well, this is still fun. I guess we'll just keep doing it till it's not <laughs> fun anymore. <laughs> <So> <laughs> it next turns into so
1: much more, right? Like you guys have gone yeah. to, um, where did you go? You recently took a trip to somewhere tropical. I can't remember. Costa Rica. Costa Rica. And then yeah, you're going to um, Iceland. Ice. Yeah. Oh my like God. how amazing mm-hmm. that this, this sort of non really friendship turned into something like so huge and magical and you guys are building a community and i think that's just one of the coolest things and what i love too is that it seems as though a lot of your listenership isn't just uh crossfit women or men or first off it's not just crossfitters second off it's not just women you've got like the whole gamut which i think is really cool it shows how kind of just real you guys on there that you're able to attract so many people who just are super into it so bravo
2: yeah Thank you. We have the best people. We have such a great group of people that are in our Girls Gone Wild family. And uh, yeah, we reflect, I was thinking about that when you were saying it, because we reflected on that during our 200 episode party, where I was like, this really was something that just kind of came into our lives. And we were like, well, I guess this is working. And every step of the way, it just kept taking off. So we feel pretty lucky.
1: So on that note, then what um, I'd love to hear from each of you: what is your why? Like, why do you keep going? Um, I think maybe we've already touched on it, but I'd love to hear from you guys in terms of, you know, what what's your why for the podcast and the building the community? What what drives you to do it every day or every week? I guess or maybe every day. I feel like you guys put at least some love and effort into it every single day.
2: Yeah, we certainly do it every single day. Um, You know, there's social media and all those things that kind of go into it every day. Um, The first thing that comes to mind for me is just that the initial feel that we wanted to have a voice for women where there wasn't one initially. And I still remember the day I texted Claire (laughs) and I was just like, you know, there's all these CrossFit podcasts out there. And, you know, our main goal at the time was to have a voice for CrossFit. And that has since evolved to a lot more, but, uh, that was really lacking. And so, that was our initial goal. And then, of course, as um, we built our family and our community, um, what really keeps us going is the people who continue to give us feedback. And so, yeah, there's days when we're all tired and we don't see our listeners on a daily basis. so You don't really know who's absorbing this material. And so, to get feedback from people. Um, I swear to God, every single time I have like a doubt in my mind that we should keep doing this, we get the most phenomenal email of someone's just like, you saved my life because of X, Y, Z, or "I, I feel so lonely, but listening to you guys every Thursday is like makes my week. And so, um, we get so many of those emails that I just, I'm like, Okay, I hear you, and we're doing this. We're all in this together. So that uh, truly is what keeps me going. It's for no other reason than I love that feeling of connecting with other people.
0: That just gave me goosebumps, like legit goosebumps. Um, That's amazing. I'm just so impressed. I, I love you guys. Is it too soon to say that?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Never too soon. Oh my goodness.
3: (laughs) I love that. Um, Go ahead, Claire. Sorry. Yeah, I think like we were on Michael Kaju's podcast, the Brute String podcast recently. He asked us something similar where once after we finished talking about how we don't make money from our podcast, and mm-hmm. we both um, still work full time. And, and in fact, you know, we talk at this point weekly, if not more so about whether or not we ever would um, want to take the podcast full time. And, you know, I think that we're lucky that we have been doing it for so long and we do have such an amazing, loyal uh, listener base that, that is definitely an option for us Mm -hmm. if we wanted to go there. But we always ask ourselves like, well, you know, how would that fundamentally change why we did the podcast and knowing that it would fundamentally change it? Are we willing to go down that path? Because at the end of the day, we do this, like I said before, like we truly do this because it's so much fun. Like, you know, selfishly we get so much out of it. And I think that, um, for me, I really live for that moment that kind of Joy was describing with the emails of somebody reaching out and saying, man, I thought I was the only one. Mm-hmm. And if we can be a voice for somebody to normalize their experience, whether it's you know anything from feeling left out of the click in their gym all the way down to having a serious eating disorder or having serious postpartum depression, like anything that we can talk about in the whole range of existence that gives someone else, that like gives legitimacy to somebody else's story, um, I think that's, you know, that's very much the why of, I think, why we keep going is just to allow other people to, um, feel the value of their own story because they see it reflected back at them in some way, and mm-hmm. I think that if we were to, you know, ever change, change the con change, like, the the freedom, I guess, we have with the podcast, that, that could kind of go away. And I think that the day that we stop feeling that connection, we will stop podcasting. And we're lucky that we have, um, that the people who listen to us have allowed us to evolve and nobody's saying there being like, well, you guys never talk about CrossFit anymore. And it's like, well, first of all, we kind of do sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, more than that, like, it, the the conversation has just evolved. And um we're really lucky that our our listeners have evolved with us. Absolutely. Um, Because
0: you, I mean, it's like, it's with anything in life, and we're going to kind of dive into some of the other aspects that are not CrossFit on this podcast in particular. But it's like, just as a person, I mean, motherhood happens, or, you know, marriage happens, not with you guys, but divorce, you know, stuff like that. It's like, if you aren't allowed to change your mindset, or your perspective, or the things that you're interested in, it's like, I mean that's just life. And so I feel like you guys are really right. Like your community has really, because I'm part of your community too. Um, it's just, it's one that's really, really supportive and amazing. And, um, it's, it's awesome.
3: (laughs) Yeah. And I think, like I said, you know, when Troy and I first started CrossFit, we really jumped in with both feet and then slowly, but surely started realizing, Hey, you know, yes, um for us CrossFit was a great place to start and it was kind of one of the first times that we were um open to the message of hey what your body can do is important not just what you look like and and you know like you're supposed to have goals that are beyond just aesthetic and you are in fact encouraged to go beyond just the aesthetic and I think for both of us that was a, a huge turning point but then from there you know that was just the the beginning, and in a lot of ways, I think the conversation has outgrown just what happens in the gym and in that you know not that being active and that type of thing is not still very important to us, but I think it's it's outgrown like just the um borders of hey, here's what you can do if you're fit right absolutely that's I love that and I think
1: it's I think we we should touch on too how you how. We all kind of came to be on this podcast um, because you, right? You two met Jess at the Birthfit Coaches seminar. Yeah, and I think that in and of itself is like a cool way that you're seeing that CrossFit or fitness or whatever. Like, joy. I mean, Claire, I know that you want to use your fitness outside the gym. Like, even it was very clear from the beginning that you like to get out in the mountains and the river and whatnot, and then also you know, fitness is such an important part of the motherhood transition. And then, um, you know, birth fit gets into mindset too. And so I think that's kind of a good way to transition into like some of the meat of what we wanted to talk about is uh, what were each of your reasons of going for going into that? I know Claire, you are a mom and then joy you work. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing at least with some moms in your work as a therapist. So I'm curious to know what your guys' reasons were for going to that and how you, plan to use that going forward for yourselves, uh, in your work with other women? What's, what are the thoughts there?
3: Yeah, I think for both of us, it, um, I mean, obviously for me being a mom, I, um, worked out the vast majority of my pregnancy. I, I actually coached until I was like 37 or 38 weeks pregnant. And, um, but I think the biggest thing was that for both of us, that we get a lot of questions from our community, of, um, people, you know, moms who knew moms or pregnant moms or trying to be pregnant moms. And they ask us, you know, f- for our advice and it was I, all, all we really could do was I could tell them, Hey, this is what I did, but Hey, I had a really healthy, really easy pregnancy and I had a really strong foundation in CrossFit. And so those were kind of the only, that was the only perspective I could give. And so we were both just kind of looking for, well, first of all, we love Lindsay Matthews. She's like one of the most amazing people. And we've had her on the podcast a couple of times. And so a, honestly, a huge part of it was just that we wanted to like be physically around Lindsay. <laughs> right. She's incredible. She's the reason
1: I got into it too. I've known her yeah. and Logan since before um, I knew about birth that they're just such awesome people.
3: Yeah. So we'd had her on the podcast a few times and yeah, just every time we talked to her, it was like, man, we got to, we need to be around this lady. And so that was a huge part of it, but also it was, you know, really using it as a resource, um, for our communities so that we could be more informed when those kinds of questions came up.
1: Oh, did we
0: lose Claire? <laughs> what? No, I'm here. No, did oh. we lose Troy. Uh-huh. Okay, there you are. Oh, no, I'm here. (laughs) Okay. Do you feel kind of the same? You Um, feel the same joy? Yeah, well,
2: I think for, I obviously love Lindsay Matthews. I was the (laughs) same way. I was like, well, I really just want to be around her. Um, And going into it, I was a little apprehensive just because I was like, well, what do I have to contribute? Or um, is this going to apply to me? And I was just so blown away by the information and the community of the women and just kind of being a part of it, of the expectations was that I thought I had to have a kid in order to really understand this. And really what I came away with was such a deep understanding of how I can support the women in my life who are mothers. And that is really important to me because, um, you know, obviously that's when you make that choice to not have a child, you kind of feel this like judgment upon you Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's real or not. But I think that walking into that was that judgment that I was carrying with myself of like, well, am I going to really, you know, be the odd man out here? And, um, I just loved everything about it, just from the the place of like how we can support women going through every process, every part of the process, but also just being like, oh, I'm included in this as well. Like I am included in this collaborative effort of what it takes for someone to have a child to mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like support them.
0: And the the mind blowing thing about that is is people don't realize that like Lindsay, I mean, she hasn't had kids herself, um, and and she is still this like amazing. Like, it doesn't matter, you know, when you're around her, when you talk to her, like her life's work is to support women through this whole process. And it's like Mm -hmm. super inspiring, especially I would, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm kind of speculating, but for someone who maybe doesn't have kids or is kind of dealing with those, um, those feelings that you were having going into it, I'm sure that was reassuring because she's, she's just like this, like spirit, (laughs) this like mother spirit support, like, You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, just Just, like this
2: anchor of love. Yeah, Yeah. where you just just feel like you you just want to be. She's so magnetic in that way. Totally.
0: Well, and that kind of brings us to, you know, this is kind of this is a motherhood podcast, but you know, we want to explore really all topics that go along with motherhood, and the flip side of that is, you know the pressure like you were mentioning that to have kids even when you aren't sure that that's what you want and kind of I know this is getting a little personal but maybe for the people that are listening and they're kind of in that preconception phase or they're just exploring whether or not they want to venture into motherhood um, what what kind of thoughts have gone through your mind when you think about the choice about whether or not to have kids like I mean I'm sure that's a whole a whole huge, um, thing, but can you give us some kind of feedback to help people that are maybe struggling with the same choice?
2: Yeah. Well, I first, I want to kind of clarify that, and I think this kind of goes without saying, but I'm going to say it anyway, is that every single person is going to have their own journey and their own decision, but um, mm-hmm. around this, of, of the, even the question I think is different for every single person. So my question is not going to be everyone else's question. And mm-hmm. by that, I mean, my question of whether or not to have a child was really innate. Um, it's never been something, you know, for some people, they just maybe be ambivalent when they turn 30 and they thought they were going to have a kid when they were 20 or, you know, my ambivalence was like, I really never had the idea that I'd ever be a mother. And um, so the I think when I got married, my husband and I luckily are on the same page because I know a lot of partners, it drives them apart because over time, one partner will want one thing and, um, maybe, you know, desires change around that of how you establish a family. But, um, my husband and I have always kind of been on that page. So, um, the same page I I should say, but I think the, the piece that really was difficult for me was in my thirties of just kind of feeling like I had to wake up one day and then all of a sudden feel like I was supposed to have a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, something that really stands out for me of, of kind of helping me along my decision. I think for people out there who are questioning it is to, um, just kind of seek what feels good for you of like, of if you were to make that decision, um, like seek information or seek people that maybe will help you along the way that like feels true for you. For me, it was, I was listening to a talk by, I actually went and saw Liz Gilbert in person, I don't know, six years ago. Mm-hmm. And she gave this amazing talk. And I just remember feeling, I was having a really hard time in my life and, and just really struggling with a lot of different things. And I remember her saying, I just, I just wanted someone to kind of give me like a beacon of light to be like you, like, here's 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 where you should go or Like, here's the direction you should point. And she said in this like hour and a half talk, um, having a having a child is not a job requirement for a, for a woman. Mm -hmm. And for some reason that just really clicked with me because I felt, I was feeling so much shame about like, why don't I have this desire? I have like zero desire. Like I should have this burning. And she was like, Liz Gilbert was talking to the audience and she said, you know, I have a friend who. Just, she has this burning desire in her soul to have a child, and she wants it so bad that it just is eating her alive every single day. And she's trying to get pregnant. And Liz said, "I feel that way when I walk by a bookstore, <laughs> <laughs> and everyone just kind of started laughing. Like, just like it just kind of validated that we are all so different. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't have to have like that. Is just, I think it's. I mean, I I know why it's that way because. For the most part, it's kind of the biology of how we're wired is to reproduce. So when you have like the choice not to do that, it's like, well, what's wrong with you? Um, so there's a lot of things that kind of went into that piece of like the insecurity around it. But I think what um, time is really the only thing that helped me. Time, mm-hmm. time is the only thing that kind of got me more comfortable, like aging and just being like, you know, I'm 40 now. This is really not something that I'm just. I still don't have the like. I don't want to do it because the clock is ticking. Yeah. Like if I did, I'm sure we, you know, if we did have a child, like I'm sure we'd be amazing parents is no doubt in my mind, but that's just like, it's just, it's a, it's a path that we're both, you know, together made a choice that we're like, we, I, we both feel that we, we are contributing to life in so many different ways that we feel so fulfilled. So yeah. um, it's kind of like a short nutshell answer, but that's, no. that's kind of the me the main piece of where I'm at right now.
0: That's amazing. I mean, it's, it's like you said, it's individual to everybody. I'm curious. Um, do you feel, or did you feel the most kind of, I guess, pressure from your family or from like, I guess, quote unquote society? Like did, where, where did you feel the most pressure initially coming from?
2: Well, it's really funny because my family, puts zero pressure on me for anything so um I have a twin brother and he has three kids and so I feel like my parents get like the grand fi- the grandkid fix from them
0: yeah
2: and it's actually really funny because when, when my parents come to our house they're like you can see this like sigh of relief they're like oh we're just it's so relaxing here. <laughs> so I'm like oh Nice that I could be, be your like beacon of relaxation instead of like always having the grimp be like run haggard when they're coming over to their kids' house. Um, but uh, so no pressure from my family at all. There was always kind of like the question of like when's Joy gonna have kids, but um, to be honest with you, the the pressure really comes from myself. I have like this huge guilt, I don't think I've ever had, other than when I first got married, people were asking, because that's kind of what you ask when mm-hmm. people first get married, is like, when are you having kids? Mm-hmm. Which was so funny, because when my husband, when we got married, my husband heard that question for the first time. Like, I've been hearing that question my entire life. Mm-hmm. When are you getting married? When are you having kids? And uh the first time my, my husband heard that question after we got married, we got home from a party one night, and he turns to me, and he was like, someone asked me if we were having kids, like, that's rude. And I'm like, are you <laughs> kidding me? I've been hearing that for like 10 years. Like, and welcome to my life. Like, you, I was like, that's so rude. Isn't that rude someone to ask that? And I just started laughing. like, you've never heard that question before. <sighs> anyway, it's like, no pressure. It was just more of like the, the thought of like, I should want this. Like I should have that desire. And so that took a lot of time to kind of work through because you feel the societal pressure. You feel like just kind of the stereotypical stuff of like people saying, well, if you don't have kids, you don't like kids. And I'm like, uh, that's completely not true. Yeah. I work with kids every single day. Uh, you know, there's uh, then those types of things that, um, I think I get it a lot from my job. Like when I'm working with parents, they're like, well, you, do you have kids? And I'm just like, uh, it's a really hard thing to like, you feel like you want to relate to people so much on that level and you can't yeah. because you made it. So there's a little bit of that that I grapple with.
0: Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's like you said, it's, it's because you choose not to have your own child doesn't mean that you can't relate to some of the struggles. I, I truly feel that,
2: um, you know, even I in, I'm gonna there because I, Claire and I've talk, talked about this and I'm not like saying like, what you're saying is not true but I have a hard time like I don't think I can relate like I really don't (laughs) and I and I don't ever like Claire and I joke all the time I'm like don't call me a dog mom because it is not the same like having a child is not you guys are on an entirely different island and I will never say that I can like kind of understand what you're going through I will never understand what you go through well you know I
0: appreciate that honesty though because it's honestly you know that candidness is, is amazing because you do encounter some people that, um, you know, are dog moms or, or whatever, or they just don't have kids yet. And they, but that's their reality. Like they, they think that they have, <laughs> it's hard to talk about this cause I don't want to like step on anyone's toes, but you know, they, they think they have an understanding, um, when it's not entirely accurate but no you're totally right and having kids is a, is an incredible game changer and um even when uh, you're like uh, pregnant and you think oh, i'm gonna do all this stuff and i'm gonna be this parent and my kids are gonna be this way like it's still a rude awakening you
2: know what i mean yeah and i think like people that um i've seen a lot of it's kind of funny I'm, I'm i'm almost like this person that doesn't belong anywhere because well in this realm because i even read some of the, The articles that float around of, like, childless women and, like, people who choose not to have kids and, like, don't judge me because of that. And even that feels icky to me because I'm, like, I don't have a grudge. Like, I don't have a chip on my shoulder about it. Like, people who are, like, you know, don't judge me because I didn't have a kid. Like, I even hate those articles that float around or, like, I I mean, with all all due respect, but I'm just like, come on. Like, I just, like, we don't need to be so polarized about it either. Like, um, it even feels gross to me. Like, I can't really sit in that camp of like waving my flag of like, I don't have kids. <laughs> it's like, come on. Like, I, I just want to kind of, I think, acknowledge to Pete with, with women and the women in my life of like, I have no idea what this, like, I, I understand if you need to go to someone else to talk about this, because I just cannot empathize with you in a way that's like, I've been there.
0: Yeah that's amazing have you read Brene Brown's book
2: by any chance some of
0: the stuff you're you're saying
2: (laughs) oh you've come to the right girl okay uh,
3: I am a Brene. joy could have like a like a shrine to Brene Brown that like she does have a shrine to (laughs) Brene and it's her brain
2: (laughs) I've taken a lot of courses I take some of her courses for like continuing education so yes the answer is yes oh my gosh she's amazing
0: first of all but i uh claire have you listened or read any of her stuff
3: yeah i finally got to the point where i was like joy i can't talk to you anymore like i have to just read brain Brown. it was like when this is such a stupid analogy i don't even know why i bring this up when brandon and i were like right before we got married i made him read harry potter all the harry potters i was like you have to understand this part of my life Similarly, I felt like I couldn't truly understand joy until I finally read. It's Brene totally Brown, the same. It's it exactly the same. <laughs> that's amazing. Well,
0: I'm definitely okay. You guys are my people for sure. Harry Potter and Brene Brown, two two milestones in my life as well. Um, that's amazing. It's just that some of the stuff that you're saying, joy, is like very in line with like, especially her latest book about the like us versus them, the like polarization of like these topics. Um, you know, it's just crazy Mm. because that's what really makes it hard to connect is when you are so polarized. And I feel like what you're saying joy by just acknowledging like, Hey, I don't fully understand this and I'm not going to, I'm happy to like hold the space for you and like be there for you. But yeah, I'm probably not the person to go to. It's just like, it's just like sober neighbor out. I love it.
2: It is. Well, the other thing, like the last thing I want to say about this too, is just yeah. like, it's okay for um, mothers to just be like, I just can't talk to you about this because you, you don't understand. And there's like, there's nothing wrong with it. Like sometimes I feel the um, almost like you're not you, but like almost like the people in my life that have kids that like, they're trying to kind of like take care of me that I don't understand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, no, it's cool. Like I really don't get it. It's fine. And, so there's, like, kind of that dynamic of trying to kind of pad the, uh, I guess, the blow of being like, well, I guess you don't really understand this, but you have this in your life. And it's like, yeah, it's fine. Like, it's we just, I mean, it's just funny because that's such a hot topic. It's mm-hmm. almost like um, the, you know, if I was to have a very um, significant experience in my life, you know, am I expected to have everyone else in my life to have the same traumatic Or difficult experience so that they can understand. No, you know, like I feel like um, it's just, it's kind of interesting that we do that uh, with women, especially.
0: That's totally, you know, and I like you saying that. I now like going back, like, first when I was bringing it up, thinking, like, okay, how do I put this in a way like I don't want to offend her if she does feel this way? Exactly. Yeah. Because that's, yeah. yeah. (laughs) It's crazy. It's so, like, I'm glad you kind of called called me out on that because it's, it's unintentional too. You know, that's like, we're so, we're so caught up in trying to like, I don't know, just be constantly like, which in a way it's not a bad thing, but you know, be constantly aware of how people are feeling and not like hurt their feelings or I don't know. You know what I'm saying? We're kind of going on a tangent here. And it's
2: it's just because it is a very, I think for me, it was a very sensitive topic for a long time because I just was like, Ugh, I don't know how I feel about this. And so of course it's really hard. It's even hard for me to like, just talk about it with friends where I'm kind of like, I still feel the judgment with myself when I talk about it. So it's all good and we can just all put it out there.
0: <laughs> okay. I love it. I love the honesty. Um, that's such a great perspective. And I know Claire, you're obviously it's, it's crazy cause y'all are so, you know, this is a complete, like y'all are different in this way and that joy, You're kind of like, I'm good at where I'm at, don't want kids. And then, Claire, you have a two year old. Um, And so, talk to us a little bit about, you know, I don't know, just how has your life changed, um, your experience? I know you've shared about it on the podcast, um, and we've kind of talked a little bit about it um, at the BirthFit seminar and everything, but kind of just kind of
3: tell us about your journey to motherhood and kind of where you're at now with everything. Yeah. I think, first of all, like, I definitely agree with Joy about. You know, on the one hand, uh, the 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 analogy I always use about you know imagining what motherhood was going to be like and then actually being here, it's like trying to describe color to someone who's colorblind. Like you can do, and I I hope like I say that also, and not in this like PC world that we live in. I hope somebody who's colorblind is not listening to this, being like that's offensive, but um, <laughs> you know, but it's like you truly like. You can say all you want and, you know, if you don't have kids, you're just not going to understand it. And like, and that's not a bad thing. Like that's not negative. And I think that's the thing is that when you, when I say like, you're tell, you know, someone who doesn't have kids, like you're never going to know what this feels like and why would, you know, why should that offend them? It's like, that's just a fact. Like you're not going to know what this feels like. Mm -hmm. And there's, you know, it's kind of like if, if you've never had someone close to you pass away, you're not going to know what it feels like. Mm -hmm. Like you're not offended by that. It's just like, it's not a life experience that you've been through. Um, and so I think like with, with, uh, joy and me, um, you know, it's like, we are still able to be really close because it, first of all, being a mom is only part of who I am. Mm-hmm. And so there's still plenty of things, obviously that I can relate to with joy and, you know, joy loves miles and she just because she doesn't have kids doesn't mean she can't support, you know, all the different things that I'm going through. And, and I have friends who are moms who if like, Something really comes up where it's like, man, I need to talk to somebody else who has been thrown up on today. Then I can
0: go.
1: I, <laughs> I need know.
3: to have some solidarity in that regard. <laughs> yeah,
1: you can. can you can
3: text me. You know, know <laughs> talk to. Them. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, like I, I have people in my life for that. But I think for me, like I am on the other side of the spectrum than joy, where I've always known that I want a and because I think that it is assumed that women want children, it didn't really occur to me how um, maybe rare that it is for for someone to like truly know 100% that that's what they want from day one. And my husband is the same way. And so it was never even a conversation about if, it was always a conversation about when. And um, until, you know, we got married and we started talking about it, with other couples, it didn't, it had never occurred to me that everyone didn't feel that way. And, um, not necessarily that everyone didn't want kids. It, it had never occurred to me how many people are like on the fence. Mm-hmm. I thought it was like, you either knew or you didn't, you know, you either want them or you didn't, and you kind of knew. Um, so I'm really grateful that for us, it's always been really like, this is what we want. Mm-hmm. Um, and, we got pregnant really easily, which I'm super grateful for. I had no idea going into it what it was going to be like. My, I'm a um, testy baby. My, my, I have a twin brother, which Joy and I both have twin brothers, which is weird, but that is crazy. um, I have a twin brother, and we were testy babies back, like when we were like in the first couple years of in vitro. Um, and my, so my mom had some fertility problems, and so I had no idea what I was in for, and um, didn't know if you know those that was going to be. I mean, kind of knew it wasn't going to be hereditary because the herds was like a little bit situational, but, um, you know, just didn't really know what to expect. And so we got pregnant super quickly. I had a pretty, you know, pretty normal pregnancy. I hated being pregnant, but my pregnancy in and of itself was like totally, like, I didn't have morning sickness, you know, I didn't have gestational diabetes or preeclampsia or anything. I just didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, were you sick? I'm like, no, I just was tired of having another human in my body. <laughs> like, I was really big (laughs) like I just you know I I I kind of joked like it took away my two favorite things which are sleeping and working out (laughs) and like those are my two favorite things to do and I don't get to do them anymore um but did you have trouble sleeping or like are you talking about during pregnancy or during uh, both during pregnancy and still to this day um (laughs) actually no. Yeah. But no, during pregnancy, I like didn't sleep at all. And I was, I was pregnant all through the summer and I was like really hot the whole time. We didn't have air conditioning and like, it was just awful. And I just basically just grew this huge, like, I gained a lot of weight too, but I pretty much just grew this huge belly to the point where like I would honk my horn in my car. Anytime I got in out of the car, like <laughs> my belly button popped at like 15 weeks or something. Yeah. And so like, I would just walk around like whacking things in my belly button. Like I was just really miserable. And, uh, so anyway, I had miles and I had a super long drawn out labor and just the whole experience. I, you know, I thought I was open-minded going in, when I went into it, I was like, I'm just like willing to let whatever happens, happens. Like I'm trying to go drug free, but I don't really care. And, you know, I kind of thought that by being open-minded, that would protect me from having a negative experience and, it did not. Mm-hmm. Um, I went into it and just, you know, like, long story short, I was in labor for a little over 36 hours and um, didn't progress, didn't progress, didn't progress, didn't progress. Finally got an epidural and got some Pitocin and... um Miles was born and had to go into the NICU. They, he, um, they thought he had aspirated some meconium and come. we never really quite figured out exactly what was going on. He just kind of had some like run of the mill respiratory distress. Um, and he was only in the NICU, like less than 12 hours, like, or less than 24 hours. He, you know, he was born at noon. He was out of the NICU by the next morning. Um, and I mean, I guess I'll never, like, I don't, really know for sure if his birth experience is kind of what like started, you know, what kind of kicked things off. But then for the next six months, I went through some really serious postpartum depression. And I think that when I'm looking back on it, I think that if I'm like, I think that it probably started even before I, um, had miles because, I had a lot of, like, really serious anxiety in the last few weeks of my pregnancy. And I've always dealt with anxiety. And, but I would, like, call my mom crying. Like, what if I don't like being a mom? And, like, you know, I kind of thought that stuff was normal. But looking back, I think I had those. I think everyone has those Mm self-doubts, you know, right before you have your first kid. But I think mine was kind of at a, a different level. And, um, so anyway, I had Miles. Um, and yeah, then for about... I mean really like I I kind of talk about it now and say like you know I don't know that wh- it, that's another one of those things that, like once you ring the bell you can't unring it like mm-hmm. I think that anyone who's been through a mental illness you always carry part of that with you mm-hmm. and um I just eventually I mean I went through some um like intensive outpatient treatment and uh was on medication for a little while and Um, eventually you just got to the point where I was having, you know, more good days than bad days, Mm -hmm. but, um, yeah, so it was a pretty rough transition for me (laughs) Yeah, and yeah. Well, I mean, did you, were you like aware
0: that you were going through postpartum depression or did someone else have to kind of step in and be like, Hey, like, cause I know a lot of our listeners struggle, have struggled with it or, are, you know, worried about struggling with it. I struggled with, with it myself. Um, we have a, like eerily similar birth experience for our, my, my son bear. Um, but like, were you kind of aware at that point or was it so kind of progressed that you just weren't even like
3: sure what was happening? So I'm really lucky in that I have a lot of people around me who work in mental health. Um, Joy is only one of them. Brandon at the time, my husband Brandon at the time, my husband still <laughs> at the time was working at um, Children's Hospital, working in on a mental health unit. And so he had a lot of mental health resources. And uh, I don't, I mean, the interesting thing about going through that was that to that point in my life, I had never really had to sit down and examine my emotions, and I am, like, a—I'm not a very emotional person. Like, I, I don't cry at movies. I don't, um, you know, get super attached to things. Like, I'm just not a very—I mean, this is going to sound sort of sort of bad, but, like, I'm just not a super deeply feeling person. I'm just not, like, an you know, I'm not an empath by any stretch mm-hmm. of the imagination, and so, I knew something was wrong, and I think I knew something was wrong pretty quickly. But I didn't know because I had never really felt something to, at that level before. I didn't really know what to make of it, and I it took to the point of of having suicidal thoughts where I was like, okay, I I might not be able to, you know, tell whether any of this other stuff I've been going through is normal or not. But I know I should not want to die. Yeah. And so when I got to that point I was like, Okay, I've crossed the line, like I need to tell someone that, that I'm thinking, you know, they thinking these things and but I mean, I didn't want to hold Miles, I didn't want to really be around him, like I just didn't you know, I I I thought he was great and I didn't want anything to happen to him, but I was like, Whose baby is this and when are they gonna come get him? Yeah. And I remember saying, um, you know, saying that to some of my friends and, and I'm the kind of one of the first people within my friend group, um to have kids. And apart from a couple of friends who I have who are older, who have older children, um, none of the other women around me had babies. And so it was pretty hard for me to have like a a touch point of like, Hey, are you feel like you want to hold your baby or (laughs) is that just me? And um, so finally I did have somebody who, um, who's a close friend, but also who's a postpartum, doula Mm -hmm. and she came over and I was like I told her these things and she was like yeah no like that's not supposed to happen you're not supposed to feel that way like it's supposed to be like yeah you're supposed to be tired and overwhelmed and confused but like you're not supposed to you're like at the bottom of all that is supposed to be joy not Mm -hmm. like self-doubt and anxiety and confusion Mm -hmm. and um I also had some anxiety within that where a about a year before miles was born. I had gotten in like a, um, not super serious car accident, but like a really loud banging, everything broke in my car type of car accident where I got sandwiched between two cars. Mm -hmm. So I started having anxiety about like, I, I wouldn't get in the car or like, if I knew I had to go somewhere in the car the next day, I would like be up all night. So anyway, a lot of different things came into it. And there, and so those were a couple of moments where I was like, okay, I might not be able to tell, if crying every day is normal, but I know that I shouldn't be panicking for 24 hours before I have to get in a car. And I know that I shouldn't be like walking alongside the Creek wishing I could throw myself in. Yeah. Which that sounds so dramatic when I say it, but like, that's really, you know, what was,
0: I mean, it it is dramatic. Um, and I would say that it's, it's, I think that's very fair. Um, you know, and I never, you know, got to that point that you got to, but I definitely identify with like, especially those first like early months looking at my, not necessarily looking at him, but yeah, looking at Baron being like, is this real? Like, is this my life now? Like I'm, I loved him and, um, I knew that like he was my child, but like there was just this like disconnect there. I think that it's kind of like what you're describing a little bit. Um, and I don't know about you but like I always now everything is is completely different and my second postpartum experience was completely different but I always worried once I kind of came out of that haze like did I is this like did I screw everything up like you know there's supposed to be this like intense bonding when first like six to twelve months and like all this stuff and um, now, you know, obviously I've seen you and miles like on Instagram and the way that you guys clearly are just like best buds, um, you know, as it should be. Like, did you ever feel those doubts that like, once you kind of came out of everything that like,
3: I don't know, you know what I mean? Like, did you, that yeah, you did, some- I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. I think. For me, I was lucky because I did have this intensive outpatient group that I was a part of where we, um, as part of that, they like really assessed the way that your baby was developing because part of it was, you know, knowing that um, if you do have a really severe postpartum uh, mood disorder that it can actually, you know, it, it can affect your child, child developmentally if, if it gets to that point. And so I'm, I was lucky in the sense that like I had medical practitioners around me telling me that what I was doing was not affecting him. Mm-hmm. And so it was, you know, it was like, it was very, that was very, very reassuring for me. And, and also He has so many other – I mean, Brandon is an amazing, very, very connected father. My entire family lives near us, and they were all very connected to him. So, you know, he was getting no shortage of connection and love. It just wasn't necessary. And, like, you know, it's not like I was not around him all the time. I was holding him constantly. I was breastfeeding him what felt like eternally. And, you know, it just felt like he never stopped eating. (laughs) Um, And so I felt like – and he was still pretty little, you know, and so Mm – I, the thing that I do look back on, though, is that I really look back and I I am sad that I didn't have those early moments of bonding with him and mm-hmm. that it took me, you know, nine or ten months to get to the point where I really felt like I was his mom. And, you know, I'll never get that time back and I'll never have those memories with him of, you know, the first time I held him or, you know, I, I just don't remember a lot about that period. And that's sad because I won't get that back. But, um, I think for me, it's more of a sadness than a guilt, which I I think I'm lucky in that sense. I think a lot of people do feel a lot of guilt about it.
0: Yeah. I mean, I know I definitely struggled with it, but I, I get what you're saying. Like, I, I think it's more, less guilt and more, like you said, just sadness. Like I wish, and especially now, like myself going through pregnancy number two and like postpartum number two, and it's just completely different, um, and obviously can't go back, but now knowing that what it can be and what it should be, hopefully for most people, um, cause my second experience was completely different. Um, uh, that's what makes me like, I guess the most sad. Do you ever worry yeah. about like, I'm um, obviously if that happens again, but you know,
3: with subsequent yeah, I worry kiddos, a lot about it, yeah. I mean, we have even like delayed, um, the thought of having, I mean, we're definitely, we definitely want more than one kid, but we've delayed that process. I probably at this point, at least probably eight or nine months because I'm, I'm just not ready to, for the possibility of going through that again. Yeah. Like I'm at the, you know, it's like, not only did I just really not like being pregnant, I don't, I'm not ready to be pregnant again yet, but the thought of like, man, I'm not, if I can't go through that again. Yeah. And um, I need, you know, I feel like I need more distance from it. Mm-hmm. Even still, two years later, to feel like I'm um, disconnected enough from that experience that I could even face the potential of of that again and of having, you know, because you never know. You know, yeah. the hope is that the second time around it will be easier. But statistically, it's a lot more likely to have it again if you've had it once. Mm-hmm. And so I definitely worry about that a lot, just because I think. At the time, like I wasn't working, I didn't you know, I just had miles. Like if if I had a toddler to take care of and a job and Brandon was working as much as he's going to be, like, you know, I just don't know what would happen. So yeah, I think about that a lot. Yeah. I'm mean, hopefully just, I won't have to worry about it, but Yeah, definitely. I think it's I think it's super cool that you're so aware of your
1: feelings around that versus just like kind of going back to the pressure thing versus just having a second because the average person has a second within like two or three years. And I think it's cool that you're kind of holding that space for yourself to make sure that you are truly emotionally and physically ready to do it again. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. And I think it's, um, it is kind of tricky. Like, like you said, you know, people are like, well, I mean, I, you know, I, I drop miles off at daycare and everyone's like, so miles, when's your mama going to have another baby? And I'm like, uh, <laughs> what is wrong with people? I don't know. Well, yeah. and, like, apparently, you know, and, and the... People the, are just the, excited. Yeah, they're excited, and they mm-hmm. think, you know, like, they think it's fun to talk about, and and um, and it is, like, you know, I, I, I'm i not, like, offended by it by any means, but at the same time, it's just kind of, like, you don't... First of all, I this is a completely separate topic, but I've very much learned not to ask that question, because you mm-hmm. never know what someone's going through. That's what I was just going to mm-hmm. say. Yeah, but, and second of all, like, it's just not your... You know, it's not your business. Yeah, well, it's
0: like Joy yeah, was yeah. saying. People are can be like really rude when it comes to <laughs> reproduction. Yeah.
3: It's crazy. Well, <laughs> yeah. you don't know what people are going through. Like even at the birth fit seminar, there was a gal there who, um, she came up to us at the beginning and was like, "Hey, I love your podcast. I listen to you guys all the time." And I was like, "Oh, great! Like, what brought you here?" She's like, "Oh, I'm a coach." And I said, "Oh, do you have kids?" And she was like, "No, not yet." And then. Later on that yeah. day, she shared about having a several, you know, a couple of miscarriage experiences, and I was like, "Man, now I feel like a douche." Like, <laughs> and I mean, I went up to her and I was like, "Hey, you know, I've I've been thinking about what I asked you, and I just feel so bad." And she's like, "It's okay, you didn't know," and it's like, "You're right, I didn't know, but that doesn't mean that I should just like l- lead with that question." Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. yeah, and it's like it's unintentional, you
0: know, but it's like moments like that, although they're kind of painful, like they are definitely teaching yeah, some sort of lesson for the future. So I think that's, that's amazing that you're so aware. So we actually have, we had a lot more to talk to you guys about, you know, but as, it's gone as by quick. yeah, as does pretty much every episode we ever do, um, it flies by. And so we're just going to have to have you guys on again. at don't an, yeah, know. Cool with you guys.
1: Um, I feel on. like I can't wait to listen to this one because I spent at least a third of that time trying to put my <laughs> My daughter down.
0: (laughs) So I'm excited to look back. Is she down, Laura? I think so. Oh. I I told my husband
1: to go in and just like, you know, I didn't want to leave her if she was upset. So we'll see if this worked, this is kind of awesome. If I can just put her down and have him go, you know, talk sweet nothings to her so she (laughs) actually goes to to sleep. But yeah. (laughs) Awesome.
3: Okay, cool. Awesome. Well yeah, yeah, well, thank you guys so much. We would love to come on again. We I know we did have a lot of other things we wanted to talk about, but yeah, yes. definitely. I, I feel like these hours just
1: they literally just disappear. They go yeah. it feels like it's 10 minutes. Totally.
3: We get that. We do we do it every week. It happens, <laughs> keeps happening, where we get to the end of the hour and it's like, well, here we are again. <laughs>
1: so <laughs> funny. We have these outlines and then it's like, well, all right. Yeah. We're done.
0: <laughs> um so, and I, I hate like transitioning from like a very kind of not emotional, but you know, sensitive topic now to tell us where we can find you, Joy and Claire.
3: Yeah, <laughs> there's like no good transition <laughs> into that. <laughs> I know. Um, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. We are on Girls Gone Wad Podcast, uh, Wad W O D. We are on Facebook. Um, facebook.com forward slash girls Gone wad we are on instagram girls Gone wad podcast um you can check us out at girls Gone wad podcast.com we have all of our episodes available for streaming from our website um we have what 220 some episodes plus a couple bonus episodes in there and uh yeah you can go check out our website and read our bios again if you want to or we have some fun you know i don't know just random stuff you can check out um I would say we're the most active on Instagram. So head over there. My favorite is how you guys like go back and forth on your Instagram stories. <laughs> <I don't know.
1: laughs>
0: you never know who's posting what. But
1: like, you kind of do. Kind of, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah.
3: So great. I know. I hear it yeah, on, like, like joys a, at a just concert. Just a hodgepodge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Joi's like at a concert. I'm like home watching Daniel Tiger and Joy's like <laughs> posting like videos of Bruce Springsteen. And I'm like, why does Daniel Tiger's dad wear a watch and have a pocket watch? <laughs>
0: <laughs> these are the things we need to know.
3: I, mean, I know these I mean, are the important I... questions no one's asking.
0: <laughs> I love that. Oh my gosh! And you guys have serious—we're <laughs> seriously like podcast goals because we're on here. What what is this episode twenty three? So we've got only about 200 more to go to get on your level. So. Yeah, you can do it. You can do it.
1: And I'm no. going to hold you guys to that B Kitchen. Wait, just B. Just, just, just Bee. Yeah, just do Bee. Some mm-hmm. of my okay. best friends are moving out to Denver at the beginning of November. So we're already putting pl- are due with a baby in March. So we're already planning our trip out and
0: we'll come hang out. Perfect.
2: It's just down the street from me. I would love to
0: see you. <laughs> awesome. I can't wait. Amazing. Well, thanks guys for coming. As always, um, you can find us, um, Jess at Jess hold the space on Instagram and hold the space and Laura, where can we find you?
1: Laura dot radical roots on Instagram and myradicalroots.com on the interwebs.
0: Awesome. And as always, please, if you like what you're seeing, hearing, seeing, pff, Oh my God, it's <laughs> late. Um, if you like what you're listening to, rate us and write us a review on iTunes. You can always email us with questions or ideas for interviews at modernmamaspodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Um, until next time, guys, we will see you. Why do I keep saying see you? I seriously need to thinking. go to bed. <laughs> 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 we will talk to you soon. <laughs> you take it from here, Laura. I clearly need to go to sleep.
1: <laughs> right. Bye, guys. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks so much, you guys.
0: Thank you. Hey guys, Jess here. Just wanted to give you the heads up on a great deal that we don't want you to miss out on. Laura and I have recently teamed up with our friends at ButcherBox to bring you an amazing offer on premium grass-fed hormone and antibiotic-free meats delivered right to your door. We've absolutely been loving the opportunity to put together our own custom boxes of the highest quality beef, pork, and chicken. And we definitely don't want you guys to miss out on the chance to try it too. Right now, if you visit ButcherBox.com forward slash Modern Mamas, You get the chance to get $10 off of your first box, plus two free 10-ounce grass-fed ribeyes. You definitely don't want to miss out on this deal, friends, so get on it.